Principal Matters Podcast, episode 180. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast. Each week, I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about the tipping point, how small things matter in your school leadership. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all my posts at my website, williamdparker.com. Over Christmas break, I listened to the audio version of Malcolm Gladwell's 2002 book, Tipping Point, How Little Things Can Make a Big Difference. And although it's been written several years ago, Gladwell's book provides lessons that I think may be helpful for you this week as you think about how do you create tipping points in your own school leadership. Let me quickly summarize by saying that Gladwell's book painstakingly details the phenomenon and the players involved in what happens when products or ideas become social epidemics in the best sense of the word. You know, why do certain brands or books or companies find success in such extraordinary ways? And what, you may be asking, does this have to do with school leadership? Well, I'd like to connect the dots in this short post today. First of all, products or ideas or companies become social phenomena by starting with something worth promoting. And Gladwell calls this a sticky idea, whether it's a great book, a fashionable shoe, a product line, whatever it is, people or customers have needs that someone, a creator or an innovator can provide. And if those ideas are sticky enough, then others want to adapt, participate, and purchase as well. And this is where Gladwell's descriptions of certain types of people are helpful in discussing how those sticky ideas turn into phenomenon. So whether it's a best-selling book or whether it's a fashionable article of clothing, how does that article, that idea, that one product becomes something of a phenomenon. He introduces three kinds of people that I think are important to understand. The first is what he calls mavens. Mavens are people who identify or adopt new trends and have influence to model and teach others how to adopt those trends as well. They are early adapters. They're innovators who recognize when something new is emerging and they buy in first and they're willing to take risks and test out things before others do. A maven is an expert in something. They're usually the persons that are willing to create and try something new first. The second kind of person is a connector. These types of people understand subcultures, new trends, and they have relationships within various social spheres so that they can bring new ideas and larger audiences together. And they love to be the glue between new ideas and groups of people who can benefit from them. A connector may not be the creator of a new idea or product, but he or she becomes a champion for that idea and bringing that idea that someone else may have created together with other people in practice. And then the third kind of person is a salesperson, people who watch mavens and connectors, and they decide not only to adapt to these new ideas themselves, but they become the storytellers for those new ideas, and they have the ability to tell those stories in such compelling ways that others buy into them in large numbers. They help grow the number of people who become consumers of that new idea, that trend, or that action. 
So when you combine a sticky idea with a community of mavens, connectors, and salespersons, then you begin to see movements happening, a tipping point when a small idea grows into something that's contagious and transformational. So how can school leaders learn from tipping points? Well, let's apply this to understanding your mission and purpose for just a moment. Your mission as a school leader is to educate and equip a future generation of students with ideas and tools and values and social capital necessary to live full productive lives. So having a vision for a great school and actually nurturing that vision is where understanding sticky ideas and tipping points can be really important. In other words, for ideas to become realities, you must convince others to share those values and to act on them. And this is where certain kinds of people play certain kinds of roles in creating tipping points. In order for great ideas to become movements or phenomenons, you need mavens and connectors and salespersons to play their roles. Now, let's take one part of school for just a moment and use this as an example. School culture. In Principal Matters podcast episode 129, I interviewed researcher Heather Schaefery from the University of Oklahoma's K-20 Center, and Heather shared a long list of research showing how positive school cultures and strong school leadership are intimately connected. Here are some takeaways that she shared. The research confirms that the importance of school leaders in a building are essential. If you don't have a strong leader, you will not have a strong culture. Strong school leaders have the ability to encourage and share leadership. They do not operate in isolation or without input. Strong school leaders understand the importance of meaningful listening and value the ideas of others. Now, this also applies to school cultures that have strong teachers. Most teachers know what constitutes good culture, but the challenge is the inability or the resistance to implementing or practicing what's best. But if you have teachers who also understand strong culture and implement best practices, then you begin to see momentum. When schools practice shared listening and collaboration, where teachers feel empowered to be a part of shared decision-making and understanding and teaching strong instructional practices, they become a part of an and infecting the culture in a positive way. When teachers do not feel like their feedback is valued, then they are less inclined towards risk-taking and innovative instruction. And let's apply this to school culture and students. Strong leaders involve students in shared leadership, not just on leadership teams, but in classrooms where they can increase their own learning and achievement by giving direct feedback to teachers on instructions. That means that, that leaders and teachers must explore with students certain kinds of questions. What do they want to learn? What do they care about learning? How do you leverage their interests and input in their own learning? And then finally, school cultures grow community-wide. So as a culture shifts and schools become more positive, research shows that bullying decreases. When schools practice strong culture growth, you automatically see declines in poor student behavior. When students feel safe and secure and accepted, then the entire school culture becomes a place that encourages responsibility, trust, and achievement. So how can you create tipping points for strong culture in the kind of school environment that you are leading? In other words, if you are wanting to create a nurturing, positive school environment, then you 
must embrace a philosophy that promotes the same convictions or actions that you want to see in others. And you need other people on the team to help you do that. You need teachers whose input is valued and can participate in shaping the outcomes of your school. You need students who are encouraged in providing feedback for the direction of your school, including the instruction they're receiving. You need a school culture that's not the sole outcome of one man or one woman. As a school leader, you can build an influence culture, but the tipping point happens when you allow others to play crucial roles in this phenomenon. In other words, you need mavens, connectors, and salespersons. And a strong leader is not afraid of a variety of voices, a variety of points of view, participants in cultivating strong culture. You need early adapters to your ideas. You need risk takers. You need connectors who can draw others together. You need mavens who can model and build momentum, and you need salespeople who can convince others to join the movement in your team. In other words, tuck in your cape. You can't do this alone. You're not a superhero. You need a team. The culminating factor of strong leadership combined with team members who can carry, promote, model, and sell positive ideas creates a tipping point for strong school culture. Let me just give a quick example from my school experience. When I was writing my book, Messaging Matters, I was promoting my ideas of positivity and sharing out successes with my students and teachers on a regular basis. And my teachers and community members were also involved in creative ideas for positivity in school as well. And when our students got involved, something powerful began to happen. Students began to come up with ideas of ways they could create positivity in their own experiences. For instance, they came up with the idea of creating Good Deeds Awards, recognizing and rewarding students throughout the day who are doing great things for one another or for others. And one day, a group of girls went into one of the bathrooms of our school and began to leave positive notes of encouragement on the bathroom mirrors. Things, things like, you shine like a diamond. Don't let others get you down. And this created a tipping point. Because soon, so many girls were leaving positive notes on the bathroom mirrors that an entire wall was covered with positive notes. And these got posted on social media. A local news station found out. They came to our school. They reported on the acts of kindness happening spontaneously among our student body. And we experienced a tipping point in our school culture where the ideas that we were promoting within school leadership, within our teacher teams, within our students, infected our community. Tipping points can also work in negative ways, too. Just like positivity can be contagious, so can fear and negativity. In fact, in the epilogue to the book Tipping Point, Gladwell adds a chapter at the end of the book on how school shootings have become a tragic epidemic, a tipping point in American schools. The same formula is present with children who embrace ideas that they see model and they act on those impulses with deadly consequences. So let's wrap up this conversation. Without trying to sound too dramatic, I, I want to make a sobering statement. Leading schools of positivity may really be a life and death choice for our schools. You cannot single-handedly combat all the negativity or hate that students experience in social media or real-life scenarios. But you can have hope that when you are committed to a consistent overwhelming drumbeat of praise and celebration and positivity for your students when you involve your teachers and your students and your community members in that message. You can create schools where students feel safe to learn, challenged in their thinking, equipped for the future ahead. And if this is the mission of your school, that means 
small things matter. So now it's your turn. What is one step that you can take today to encourage the kind of positive environment that you want in your school? How can you invite more voices into that conversation of creating positive school culture? In what ways are you including teachers and students and community members in helping you shape the mission and vision and the goals for your school? Because the tipping points happen when we take sticky ideas, connect those ideas with other people, and together we push incessantly, consistently towards the goal that we want to achieve. Well, I hope that's helpful. If you want to check out other free posts, you can do so at my website at williamdparker.com. I also want to end today with just a quick interview with one of my mastermind members, Principal Barbara Howley, to give you a sense of some of the feedback that we've been experiencing in those groups together. And if you're interested in the mastermind or executive coaching options I have available, you can check them out at my website, williamdparker.com slash mastermind. Thanks for listening this week. Thanks for the work that you do as a school leader, because what you do matters. And I'll talk to you soon. Um, my name is Barb Holly, and I'm currently working at Brimfield Elementary. It's in Kent, Ohio. I was interested in being part of a mastermind because this is my second year as a principal. And it's just nice to be part of a group where people don't know your district and they don't know anyone in the area. You're connecting with people all over the country and it's a confidential environment. So you can kind of talk about the struggles that you're having in your building and listen to other people to see what struggles they're having in their building as well, which I think is helpful. And then getting input, input from you, Will, and all of your experience and then input from the other people in the group as well, I think is really helpful. I feel like I have learned a lot about myself in the process. I think one thing is just not to be so hard on myself. I'm really hard on myself. And and we talked about, you know, not being such a perfectionist. It's about maturity, not perfectionism. And I think that that's huge because I just always want to make sure I'm doing things right. And I think the conversations that we have had have helped me to reflect on that and just know that I'm not the only one struggling with these issues in my building. You know, investing in yourself, I think is so important. I once heard this quote somewhere else, but you know, we invest so much in like clothing for work and we don't think twice about that, but investing in ourselves and our professional development is so important to just helping us to be good at our jobs and then also making us I think making you feel like you're doing a good job and you know that you're putting in your best effort and just constantly learning more to get better. If anybody's on the fence, it would just be definitely worth it to try out a mastermind group or even executive coaching because I think just talking, having that hour to talk about um, whether you're reflecting on a book or talking about things happening in your building, I think is really important to to your growth. Because I think of myself, I always say I'm going to journal about what's happening to reflect on that. And it doesn't always happen. But when you're going to meet once a week, you get to do that through a conversation. So I would definitely say that that's worth it. The book, Five Voices, I would say for sure has really had an influence on me. And then now trying to use it with my own team, I just think that it has a big impact on how you view yourself as a leader and how you view other people on your team as a leader. And then also looking at that as how to better communicate with each other. I think that 
that has been super helpful for me. Well, Barb, thank you for uh, your feedback. Thank you for being a part of the mastermind community. And thank you for sharing those ideas and encouraging other leaders to step up and to grow in their leadership too. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. If being in a mastermind or executive coaching sounds like something that would help you grow in 2020, please reach out to me at williamdparker.com or you can go to my website, williamdparker.com slash mastermind and get more information. I'd love to schedule a call with you, give you some feedback and talk about whether this would be an opportunity that you would like to take advantage of for your own school growth. Thanks for doing what matters and I'll talk to you next week. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all my posts at williamdparker.com. Mm-hmm.